from the lake to the basin and the old bayou and find your favorite fishing boat find out where's the next honey hole only on the top rock fishing show Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the uh, Cane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry, along with Ricky Watkins. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, uh, for our weekly hunting and fishing show, and welcome to Cane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And the purpose of this show, as always, to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And each Friday, uh, Ricky, the, the reason we're here is these fine people. You're right, Tony. we got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And if you want to give us a call, of course, our number is 337-367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com, anywhere in the world. And if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240. You can also listen to Kane on any accessible internet device. We're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And Rick, uh, freshwater, saltwater fishing was shaking. Tony, we've been doing pretty good still in the basin, even though the water's low. And uh, man, the gators, the, the alligators everywhere. Any, anywhere you have a little deeper water, I guess they're all coming out to swamp, which is probably, there's hardly no more swamp right now. Uh, any anywhere you know where the water's a little deeper, they they're gonna build up and, and we counted 42 in a small area the other day, Tony and I stopped counting and I'm talking about two of them was over 13 feet. So we fished a little while and I told my buddy I said, well I kind of because we'd fish one side and move to the other. We fish one side and move to the other side, you know. So we kind of got out of there. But anyway, the uh, the water has gotten so low in Sheraton. I went back and put down at me at point, and uh, when you're coming out and getting into the GA, you got to be really careful. But once you get into the GA, you're all right. And uh, we were fishing uh, in the GA down down around in between uh, Miller's Miller Chute and then Crew Boat. Uh, you know, now with the water being low, you just got to watch where you run, Tony. You can't get into the front of, of some of these cuts any longer because it's just, it's so shallow, you know. Yeah, well, Ricky, speaking of low, we'll talk about that later yeah. on. There are a lot of things that are the water levels are uh, right now untypically low yeah. due to the lack of rain, which hopefully, knock on yeah. wood, we may see some today. Everything is so dusty. Yeah. I know even cutting my grass, I mean, oh, the yeah. dust, uh, uh, yep. it's just ridiculous. Uh, and, and in the meantime, uh, the uh, river stage of Butte La Rose, I mean, Rick, uh, uh, it's just been constant yeah. for the last few months, uh, just around four or five feet. Yeah. And uh, I know it's great in the basin to have the water levels down. but uh, Yeah, but it's getting away, Tony, and I'm sorry for cutting you off. You have to watch where you're running. It's, it's really it's really bad right now. You know, and if you're in an airboat, which, you know, uh, with duck season and everything and deer season fixing to crank up, but still, you know, like I said, if an airboat, you're okay. But running around an outboard, man, you got to really watch. As long as you can get in the GA cut, you're pretty much good, you know. You got to pretty much stay in the middle, you know, and know where to run. Yeah, and it's, uh, uh, of course, uh, I take it you haven't been to the two lakes here in Dotrieve and Force Point. No, I hadn't been to the lake in a while, Tony. You know, like I said, while the basin is uh, is getting, you know, while it's getting good, and you know, I, I've been catching a few fish. And speaking of that, we did a fish fry last Sunday at Home Run, and we gave out 96 plates. I cooked. Uh, 192 pieces of fish, and it was it was very good. Well, and uh, the a question with that too, Rick, uh, uh, when you went fishing uh, or lately, uh, what's working for you? 
Tony, last Sunday afternoon, we went, like I said, we went back to uh, one of our old spots. I uh, had got some information and saying I couldn't get back there any longer, but actually we could, and we did quite well. Uh, the humdinger is, is still number one, and like I said, we're throwing, I'm small, uh, th- uh, excuse me, what's called a little lug worm. I'm throwing that with a small weight, and uh, those two, as long as the water level is low, Tony, like I said, there's, there's not a lot of spots, you know, around. We, we've been fishing a, a section in the GA. The water's just so low right now, you're kind of, you know, confined to where you can go. And not only that, you don't want to tear your motor up, you know. Oh, you're right about that. You know, uh, that's a big investment. And in some cases, the, the motor runs more than the uh, boat itself. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the boat and the trailer, for that matter. Yep, so uh, that's right. In the meantime, Rick, uh, with that, uh, the river stages, of course, uh, it just uh, it makes for nice fishing in the basin. But sooner or later, you're going to need to have some water added in. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And the lack of rain we've seen in this area and uh, through most of the country, too, because uh, it, it's uh, pretty... Uh, pretty bleak right now uh need some rain we had we had a little shower earlier this week but i don't know if that lasted maybe a uh, 10 minutes or yeah. so with the water being so low tony i heard on, on the news this morning uh shipping is fixing to go up like 300 percent. anything that's got to be shipped by the waterway up to Missis- mississippi or down to mississippi is going to take a big jump so there you go again. Things are going to go up again. You know? Oh, yeah. It's, we, uh, we just can't catch a break. Yeah, it's serious. We'll talk a little bit about that later on in the in the show. But uh, they had the uh, they had 40 teams that qualified for the Louisiana uh, High School Bass Nation uh, West Qualifying Tournament. And it was held over in the Calcasieu River with anglers from schools, teams, number of bass weight, parentheses, and all that five bass limit, total weight, pounds. Anyway, uh, in the top 40, the highest uh, – team in this area I could find was Spencer Bear and uh, Colston Olivier. For the Turlings had uh, four teams that finished in the top 22. Uh, okay. And, and that's impressive, too, when you consider yeah. uh, the the 10th team was, uh, as I mentioned, Spencer Bear, Colston Olivier at Turlings. Also in 14th, Lily Gerard or Gerard, uh, and Gracie Thibodeau, a pair of young ladies fishing for For the Turlings, finished 14th. Elsewhere, uh, Balin Guy and uh, Brant Babineau from Turlings finished 16th. So basically, they had three teams in the top 16. That's pretty, pretty good. impressive, yeah, man. Pretty good. You're right. And then in 20, coming in at 22nd is Matthew Beard along with Will Godshaw uh, Turlings. So uh, hats off to those young people. Uh, uh, four teams, I mean, in the top 22. <laughs> Again, quite yeah. impressive for uh, high school uh, yes, sir. fishing teams and also. Uh, Looking at that, the top team, though, was uh, a team out of Denham Springs, uh, Jackson Rogers and Caden Sellers. They had uh, 12.39 pounds. Uh, speaking of that, Ricky, with the with the smaller, uh, you know, the, the lowness of the water right now, uh, are you seeing the size of the fish maybe uh, getting a little smaller? Are you not catching the bigger fish or yeah, in that regard? Because well, you look here, yeah. a five-fish limit here in this tournament – uh, uh, 12.39 uh, pounds. That's, uh, and the big bass, uh, I thought I had the big bass down here, uh, but the big bass wasn't, uh, really, yeah, big bass by Rogers and Sellers was 6.12 pounds. Yeah. The next was 2.5 and then 2.4. Yes, that's a good size fish. You know, with that many, and, and they had what, 40 teams, Tony? Yeah. So well, can, 40 teams, uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, we, once you spread out, I've ne- I've never fished that, that part of the, uh, of the waterway to Calcasieu, but apparently there's a good, you know, when you get that many teams to spread out, but that, that's about, you know, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. That's, that's about the, the weight that you would expect because uh, for the classic, uh, it was 12 something that won it. 
course, you know, the water over here, I don't know the, how the water works over there, you know. And not, that, what, and not that, knowing either. Yeah, so if it's uh, if it's locked in, landlocked or what, you know, or it's like a pool or or locks or whatever. So, uh, but that's not, that's pretty good weight, you know. Well, anyway, uh, also uh, with regard to uh, the star CCA tournament held their, held their uh, final results out, and I guess uh, the only tag redfish of the year was by Felton Dore, and I guess he passed a polygraph because he wins the uh, 2022 uh, Chevrolet Silverado in that regard. So hats off to him. So that you that did come up on the uh, yeah that's the only that's the only on tag, the site yeah. yeah that's the only tag redfish they caught this past year out of a hundred that they dropped and uh, 25 in each uh, uh, division whether it be the east southeast uh, south uh, right. west and west yes sir and that was the only tag red and that was caught oh, a good. Two or th- oh, maybe a the month second or two. Week, huh? yeah. Yeah, it went a little deeper, and uh, right. but I remember we had a caller call in and saying that uh, early in the year, uh, the beginning of the tournament after uh, Memorial Day, that there were a few tag redfish caught, but the people who caught them weren't in it in the uh, yeah, didn't qualify. in the tournament. That's yeah. right. So uh, anyway, okay. they dropped a hundred. Yeah. Anyway, uh, looking around uh, in our area in the speckled trout uh, southwest, Anthony Frederick. Came in with a five-pounder, Trey Case a 4.8, and Grand Harden with a four. And those people are going to win boats, you know, so uh, hats off to them. Uh, Yellowfin tuna, um, nothing in our area caught. Mangrove snapper, we had uh, Gary Trahan, our Trahan, uh, at a 14-pounder. And along with Eric uh, Ilias at 13.8 and Nicholas Keefe at 12.8. Dacobia, Nicholas Begno caught that, I think, the first week or second yeah. week of the year. A 65-pound uh, cobia, uh, and he uh, he won the prize there. Uh, Pierce Buffy was another one in our area. Had a 50-pounder, but uh, landing that 65-pounder really helped. In the red snapper area, Brian uh, Tuchet uh, had a 29-pounder along with Donald Romero with a 23.67, and Jackson Gotro was seven hundredths uh, behind uh, Romero with a 23.60 uh, red snapper. Elsewhere, and uh, the kayak division in the southwest, Olivia Cunningham won that. She edged out Scotty Broussard along with Michael Godley. Uh, Miss Cunningham had a 3.25 spec along with Scotty, 3.2. Michael Godley, 2.75. So uh, fishing good for the banks. Uh, fishing from the banks, uh, John Latard, he won with a 5.35 speckled trout, Rick. Pretty impressive too, and yeah, he caught that. Uh, I want to say yeah. last year he also caught the big speck. He got a honey hole down there. Yeah, he's yeah. got that somewhere. Uh, elsewhere in the sheephead, there was nothing in the western side that uh, that was caught anything. Uh, elsewhere in the ladies speckled trout division, again uh, over in the east, uh, Colette De, Bur- De La Birdie uh, caught the big one at five point eight eight. Over in the west, Angie Trahan. 5.38 in the fly fishing charlie groom uh came up with a 1.42 pounder and i'm trying to remember what it was uh, in that regard uh i don't think it was a spec what he had caught but in the meantime uh um the youth uh and speckled trout flounder uh in the east it was brent ellender southeast james schroeder in the southwest ryan scheffler uh, was the winner in our area, and in the West was Eddie Andrepont okay. uh, for that. So hats off to them. That was the CCA tournament, and of course Felton Dore uh, won the big one there. Uh, Rick, with uh, regards to the uh, the uh, 
uh, uh, fishing tournament with the uh, Tiger Red. Huh? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, so um, in the mean, uh, in so the they meantime, caught a few, but it just didn't qualify. Yeah, you're right, and uh, I just never and, know, man. But I remember looking back a few years ago, trying to see how many uh, tag redfish uh, were caught over the period of time, and. I can, the most I can ever remember was five, maybe five, yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. It, most of the time it's one or two, possibly three. But yeah. anyway, well, Tony, you say a hundred. You know that that's, but that's a lot of water, man. When you start, you. And you got four different divisions or areas or sections where they dump them in, and uh, it is a lot of water. It's big too. water out there. It People, is, and then yeah. it's spread out. It's not just like Vermilion Bay is huge. So that's can, right, and that's just part of you know one of the sections. Yeah, remember that guy three or four years ago catching out there dry, dry reef, reef yeah. and catching it, and, uh, and had boat didn't want to go far because he had right. boat he trouble had running on one that's engine. Right. That's right. Had that's duck. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just uh, how things work out. Anyway, you know, with the speckled trout, Rick, we're going to talk about this. They're looking for public comment whether you like the idea of changing it from twenty-five to fifteen, increasing the size from twelve. To 13 and a half they want your input and uh we're going to be talking about that each week until the end of the year right. and the speckle trial thing is really a whole bunch of things facing louisiana and you know uh it's funny how the daily limit uh, over in the cameron parish area is 15 i'm yeah. not sure about the size but uh dropping it from 25 right. to 15 and pushing the minimum keeper size to 13 and a half inches it's 12 now and it comes during maybe the best speckled trout catching seasons in the last five years so uh you figure it out yeah you know but here and we've talked about it many times the man hayden is that uh is that big uh stake for uh the speckled trout and uh the way they fish in that the commercial fishermen pulling those out the water and as those go away the specks are going to move uh, where they're going to move to i don't know but uh that's their uh their big uh eating uh their steak of meal uh is with the specks rick and you know as well as i do uh uh, it's more fishermen are having trouble catching speckled trout, and it's yeah. spurred the uh, wildlife fisheries into more aggressive population study. And some three years and some months ago, the survey said overfish and undergoing uh, overfishing. So uh, anyway, uh, we're going to see how that's going to work out. But, you know, over the years, uh, I remember when the, it was a liberal one with the daily limit was 50 trout, yeah. you know, and redfish and aggregate redfish became uh, – you know, uh, 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 and the snapper, too, for that matter. So uh, right. I'm just thinking more and more uh, doing all these fishing discussions. Uh, our state legislature, the marine biologists, uh, they're offering all kinds of solutions uh, to that. And, and they want uh, fishermen, you need to get out there and, and voice your concern and opinion. If you think the 25 limit's okay, uh, if you need to drop it to 15, uh, keep the size, maybe keep it at 15 with the 12 inches. But they're trying to get the females a little bit bigger, Rick, uh, so uh, they can uh, spawn better. And, uh, right. And a lot of the bass, I know uh, with you with bass, mm-hmm. you know, you like to see <clears throat> that happening too. Yes, sir. Yeah, it, it makes, uh, you know, you get your, your brute stock. If you keep those up, Tony, it's just better for the gene pool and, and you you end up with a, with a better, you know, a, a, you would say a creel or it's, it's, it's just good for the whole, the whole study is good and, and, they want people's input, you know, I guess is what they're trying to say. Then they'll come up with a decision. But the biologists, they pretty much, uh, there's only a couple of things that, that, you know, I would disagree on on, on biologists. But uh, over the years, they, they pretty much get it to where, you know, th- what they're trying to do is bring back the numbers of specks in the Vermillion Bay because 
you know and I know years ago, man, you could walk out at the point and just catch, you know. But you could throw but, a, cro- a throw net. Yeah, but you also picks. didn't have the pressure like you That's do today. Right. So, That's correct. you know, you got to kind of balance it out. And uh, we talked about it. Anyway, the marine biologists tell us that we don't have enough large egg-producing female speckled trout to keep up the trout population yeah. from being self-sustaining. See, so there you go. You know, yeah. that 13-and-a-half-inch female speckled trout to go through two spawning cycles, unlike sunfish, uh, a trout spawn more than once during the spring and summer, and while the 12-inch female trout might have gone through one spawning cycle, uh, anyway, it's just written that uh, yeah. the bigger they are, the little bigger they are, uh, they'll go through their spawning cycle a little bit more. And what uh, your opinions have science backed up uh, to these, but oh, yeah. one thing for sure, our overall trout numbers are in decline, and uh, from here on, the daily creel limit probably didn't go far enough to hit any targeted number in the near future. So it's. That 13-and-a-half-inch uh, number, something that was settled for after the outcry uh, about even going 14 inches, yeah. you know, Rick. And it sure looks that way. I know uh, when the wildlife and fisheries put out the 14-inch minimum size on the black bass in the Chafalaya Basin after the devastating loss from Hurricane Andrew, boy, yeah. enough said right there. Right. You remember you, they had oh, fish yeah. you could pick up yeah, uh, man, all sad. over the place yeah. with the oxygen being pulled out yeah. of the water with the storm. And it'll take at least two, I'm going to say two to three years, Tony, and it'll start slowly generating and showing, and, uh, you know, this survey or whatever, uh, if they put it in place, will show up. It'll take two or three years, but it will it will do uh, it will do a lot better. That's for well, sure. Well, anyway, I know the uh, the public comment on this proposal will will be taken through December thirtieth, basically the end of the year. And the state marine biologist Jason Adrian is the contact. Uh, send written comment to Jason at Fisheries Division, Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, PO Box ninety eight thousand, Baton Rouge, Louisiana seven zero eight nine eight and dash nine thousand and his email address, it's all there on the Louisiana Wildlife Fisheries uh, uh, under their website. You, like I said, uh, as always, you got to probably negotiate through it a little bit, but yeah. uh, you can pull it up. And just let him know your feelings, you know, and uh, how you feel about the 25 limit or the 15 limit or the 12-inch or the 13-and-a-half-inch right. limit or combination thereof. or Just in, the best input can go a long way in, in oh, that yeah. regard, and uh, we'd sure like to see – the fishing get a little bit better, like we've stated often. You know, these guides take out a client and catch a limit of each of 25 and come back and go out the ne- later on that afternoon and yes, catch sir. another uh, 25 each. And, you know, right there, that's 200 fillets, man. <laughs> that's yep. Where are you going to eat that? So, uh, And that's over a period of time, too. So, uh, folks, it's just a uh, heads up to yep. uh And then, Tony, when they're going to get this, uh, down pat the next thing you have to do is do something with the manhaden or the pogies and uh that's right because that's that's the staple food for the specs so, yeah you know yeah. if you want the specs to do better you the pogies got you know yeah it just uh, everything's got to work hand in hand that's right and right now it's just a quarter of a mile limit they were hoping it maybe be a half mile or even a mile in some instances yeah. to keep them uh and that's the the uh fish that the speckled trout dine on so uh, oh, keep yeah. them happy and keep them moving that's right Anyway, uh, let's take our first break this morning. You're listening to Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240's Fishing and Hunting Show. We'll be back with more right after this. 
The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. This Thursday, it's Southern Jack. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in the Berry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Monthly bingo is back on Thursday, November 17th. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today, at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511, license number 6286. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. You know, Rick, right around the corner, we got daylight savings times coming up. Not this weekend, folks, but the following weekend. The following weekend. That's right. So November 6th, you're going to uh, fall forward, so you're going to move your clocks back. We're going to get an extra hour of sleep. Yep. So uh, anyway, in the fishing and shrimping uh, close seasons, of course, the recreational red snapper is shut down now, so uh, we hit our limit. The greater amberjack, the great triggerfish, the red grouper in state and federal waters are closed, and commercial recreational flounder season is shut down through November 30th. So we'll have a little bit about that later on, too, in the show. Uh, also, uh, open recreational seasons for lane, blackfin, queen, and uh, silk snappers, and Richmond, uh, along with the uh, snapper species, all groupers, except for the Goliath and the Nassau groupers in state and federal waters. And the shrimp fall inshore season is open, folks. Okay. So elsewhere uh, in hunting seasons, uh, of course, the deer seasons are allowed to take a, either or uh, 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 except where it's noted in the area. So you need to be aware of that. And the deer primitive uh, weapons through October 28th and uh, state deer area two, uh, also with uh, uh, from October 29th to November 4th, state deer areas one, four, five, six, and nine, youth and honorably discharged veterans only, and the deer modern firearms. 
through October, uh, from October 29th to the 7th. The deer, uh, uh, state deer area two still hunt only. And uh, of course the snipe uh, will open November 2nd through December 4th statewide, the first split. Uh, elsewhere, the, the duck seasons get ready to crank up, as you mentioned earlier in the broadcast, Ricky. Uh, duck uh, November 5th through the 6th in the West Zone. The special youth only and veterans only weekend include coots and uh, mergansers. Elsewhere in the geese, uh, November 5th to December 4th on the East and West Zones, including blue, Canadian, uh, uh, snow, Ross, and speckled belly species. Take the Canadian goose prohibited in some portions of Cameron and Vermilion parishes. I'm not sure where those areas are, but you okay. need to maybe check that map. And, of course, the doves, the second split in the north zone from uh, to, through November uh, 13th in the south zone through November the 27th. Of course, rabbits and squirrels uh, through February 28th on okay. private lands only. Tony, what about quail? I haven't I mean, heard I, I, much. Okay. We talked about that well, in a couple earlier broadcasts. I, I was going to tell you, all right, they're cutting cane in between one of my spots that I go to. So we, we run outside of Sherrington going down to me at Point. And I look up the road, and, you know, and uh, like I said, they're cutting cane. And a covey of quail is walking across the road. And I, I thought about the show. I said, man, I'm going to have to tell Tony. <laughs> and I'm talking about a good size covey, really? Tony. That's the first time I've seen quail. So I guess they were in that cane field, you know, and as they're cutting cane progressing to yeah. the road. They, they were just walking across yeah, the road. And they I can, said, well, and they this, can you know? fly, but they just – Yeah, they, no, they, they were walking in a good size cut, right. Tony. So that's I slowed right. down. I let them cross. I said, well, look at this, you know. So I thought about the show. I said, I'm going to have to bring that up. And that was uh, last Sunday I, it, se- I it, seen that. It just seems like the coyotes and uh, yeah, the predators kinda, get to them. Right. And if they don't have a lot of thicket where they yeah. can hide in. Well, it was pretty thick, Tony. And, it, and it's like they always know where to walk across. It was a thick tree line. They were coming out the cane, walked into that tree line. And uh, but I haven't seen quail. That that was the first yeah. COVID in uh, interesting. And, and yeah, in a good while. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, you know the Mississippi River folks right now, who's just treading it's, Man, it's it, low. It, Yeah, they've got people that uh, up near the St. Louis and the Memphis areas. Uh, they can literally walk out, and it's sand. What bothers me, Rick, it's sand. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not the mud you think right. you may oh, no. see with the blackout, because the Mississippi River basically right. is a is a chocolate cover, you yeah. know, and uh, you see the yeah, sand. Yeah, by the time it gets down here, yeah, because of the I mean, swamp, the marsh, yeah. Look, if you go across the bridge in Baton Rouge, you see the USS Kid yeah. literally out of water yeah. about 10 feet. Yeah, you're right. You can literally walk under it, yeah. you know. Uh, the and Tony, I heard they're finding a lot of uh, uh, Civil War stuff, uh, belt, belt buckles, uh, uh, bullets, knives, all kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah shipwrecks. it's just amazing, too. Yeah. And, uh, with the low water, yeah. Of course, uh, hopefully we get some rain. Uh, of course, the snowfall, but that won't be till yeah. next April or May. Yeah, be a while. Yeah, you just hope yeah. the Mississippi River, I don't think it'll dry up, but you always wonder about it changing yeah. course, too, uh, yeah. in that regard. So, uh, But I heard, anyway, Tony, they, they predicting we're going to have, it's going to be like a, a, a cool, not cold, but, you know, a cool mile with not a lot of not a lot of rain, so it may be a while before it comes back up. Yeah, and the Mississippi River runs vertically across twenty three hundred plus miles in North America, making it the second longest river. A lot of people don't realize the Missouri River is a little longer than Missouri? the Mississippi. Yeah, so I didn't know and, that. Uh, okay, and it empties into the Mississippi up above uh, uh, St. Louis, uh, I should say, in Hannibal, up in that area. Uh, so famous for Mark Twain and Samuel Clements. Uh, right. And not only the Mississippi River is a major source of uh, drinking water and food, but trade and endless wildlife. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, uh, those bar 
marches. They get uh, up there. They get stuck, and they get stuck yeah. in different areas up there, yeah. and they can't move. And that's going to cost you know supply and well, demand theory. You know, if you yeah. don't have the uh, the supply of the of the grain and all coming down from yeah. some of those. Uh, yeah, the farmers Tony right now right. it's harvest time, and they were saying the barges have to go half half loaded to be able to, you know, for the flotation and get up up and down the river. That's right. So that drives the price up. So naturally that's going to hit us later oh, on, you know, you with, the, you. with the burgers and everything else. Oh, so, I agree with you. Yeah. And it's uh, hopefully uh, we can see some rain. Uh, they're predicting rain. You know, of course, they moved up the uh, Lauraville Catholic High game uh, uh, for, uh, scheduled for tonight. They moved it to up last to night. last night yeah. uh, where Lauraville beat Catholic High 20 to 17, a great high school football game. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, uh, hopefully we get some raindrops because, uh, as I mentioned, the dust. Yeah. You can see it with the cane farmers, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, as yeah, they go Tony, through the crops. And it all. is. So uh, it's just something hopefully. But Tony, I want to say, uh, I don't know the percentage of the U.S., but a lot of us is in, in not not severe, but in a drought, you know, like a drought session, you know. Oh, you're right. So it may be a while. I mean, not only do we need rain, we have to tail in, but it's got to rain, you know, up up in the north tier well, states for us I to concur. for that water to come down. You and know? remember previously in the end of August and all, we didn't think we'd ever see sunshine again. Yeah, it's crazy how it works. That's but, right. Uh, it does. Anyway, uh, violations. Three men cited for flounder violations in Plaquemines Parish. And, uh, the Flounder's Park. closed right now. Huh? That's right. Okay. And these guys, you think they'd know better with their ages, a 59-year-old, a 52-year-old, along with a 24-year-old. Agents were on patrol in, uh, on a river in Plaquemines Parish and encountered three separate vessels. Uh, during boating safety and license compliance inspections, agents found, and that's what they do. They pull up to you and yeah. say, uh, let's see your uh, license and yeah. your boat registration and things of that nature. And uh, one found one in possession of 18 flounder while another in possession of three. And finally, the last one in possession of four flounders. And it's a closed season, yeah. both recreational and commercial harvests of southern flounder from October 15th to November 30th each uh, year. Yeah, it's yeah. taking the stress off the flounders, yeah. you know, and oh, the yeah. State closure for the southern flounders, all for all sectors and all gear types, including any flounder caught as a bycatch and any other fishery exemptions that previously existed for a southern flounder caught as bycatch on shrimping trip are no longer applicable. Taking flounder during the close season carries a fine about 350 bucks, and they may also face civil restitution for the replacement of those illegally taken fish, okay. ranging from $289, I guess, for the 18 he took to 48 and 54 for civil restitution. Right. So, so uh, Tony, that's, that's statewide right now? Is that's close? right. That okay. is correct. So no if flounder. I catch a flounder in Lake Doetree, which you, they are, you, you, you smiling, better, but they Oh, are, I know. You better know. unhook him and let him go. Oh, right? you better. You better okay. look around. No, no. Sure. But I, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm put him back down. Uh, believe it or not, I've caught flounder in, oh, yeah. in the lake. And I'm talking about some nice flounders. Oh, I believe yeah. you. Oh, and yeah. it's, a, it's amazing how that and some of the sharks have infiltrated yeah. some of that fresh water. <laughs> but it's funny how it is, Tony. It, it, it was only in the fall, like this time of year. I guess with the temp, water temperature, yeah. it's got something to do with it. They must swim upstream. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, I've caught some nice flounder in the lake. Yeah. Anyway, uh, also agents arrested an Irwinville man. That's up around uh, Baton Rouge or up there in, in West Baton Rouge Parish. Uh, that they arrested a 20-year-old f- uh, for resisting an officer possession of a firearm, convicted felon, taking deer during the closed season, hunting deer during illegal methods, hunting without a basic hunting license, Man. and deer hunting licenses, and without deer tags. And this guy, 
He agents found a 30 odd six hot powered rifle in his residence. Then he admitted to deer hunting with his rifle. When the agents attempted to arrest him, he resisted several times. Agents found that he did not possess the required hunting license or tags or deer hunting. Or uh, he's a convicted felon, which prohibits him from being in possession Ooh, of a firearm. Man, that's not good. And while searching uh, his phone, agents found evidence of him harvesting a doe in August with the 30 yard six and a six point buck in September with a crossbow and. Uh, the alleged also was found hunting with a high-powered rifle during the open archery season. Agents seized the rifle and uh, sent the antlers and uh, also booked uh, the uh, alleged into the West Baton Rouge Parish Jail and resisting an offer fine up to $500 fine, six months in jail, possessing of a firearm. A convicted felon carries a 1000 to $5,000 fine, five to 20 years in jail, hunting a deer during closed season, 900 to 950 fine, up to 120 days in de- jail. Hunting deer using illegal methods carries a 250 to $500 fine and up to 90 days in jail. And hunting without the basic hunting and deer hunting license and without tags brings another $350 fine for each offense. $2,500 That's right. right. And he right. also faces civil restitution for $3,250 for the replacement of the legally taken doe and buck. Right. Uh, man, by the time the yeah. fines add up, he's looking probably at ten thousand dollars and probably a year or two or yeah. more in jail uh he'll probably lose his driver's license i know he's gonna lose his hunting license for yeah, a while yeah just yep. man you, you follow the rules i mean they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty easy you know and yeah. uh anyway uh uh we won't follow yeah, up on tough. that case. Yeah, tough. You're, right. You're right. Tides today uh, for Friday the 28th, the last Friday in October. Uh, the sun will rise in Southwest Pass. Uh, it did rise. It's it's going to rise. At, uh, it did rise, I should right. say. There you go. It's 718, and the sun's going to set at 625 in the high and low tide chart. The first low tide was at 1217 this morning. The next low tide will be at 1157 a.m. The first high tide uh, will, was at 2.43 a.m., and the next high tide will be at 8.55 p.m. Tomorrow, Saturday, the 29th, sunrise 7.19, sunset 6.24 in the high and low tide chart. The low tide will be at 12.50 and the high tide at 10.19 p.m. Okay. Uh, tomorrow, or I should say Sunday, Sunday. the 30th, uh, the sun will rise at Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay at 7.20 and the uh, sunset will be at uh, 623 in the high and low tide chart. The low tide will be at 1.52 p.m. that Sunday afternoon, and the high tide at 11.50 near midnight uh, Sunday night uh, going on Monday morning. The average water temperature in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay, is a uh, cool 71 degrees. Cool Not down. too bad. Yep. yep, sure is with the cool weather we've had. Oh, yeah. Anyway, in the meantime, Rick, uh, this Friday, the reason that we're here is uh, these fine people. You're right. Got to thank Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And our motto is always, Rick, kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal.